Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Drea G. It's Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits, aka Girls Raised in the South. What's good? What's the damn deal? What about you? How was your weekend? Girl, my weekend was cool. You know what? I don't think I even got into much my way. I think it was nice out. I think it was beautiful. I did a little bit, but I didn't even, I didn't do too much. How was your weekend? Man, I had a good, crazy weekend, like crazy. Girl, what you get into? So I was literally, my friend, she had a half birthday. She Mm. does it every year. It has like a big half birthday party, half of the year birthday party. Like how the babies do it, like 16 months and 18 months and shit Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Yeah, she had people (laughs) flying in town, girl. People was flying in town. It was lit. So like I meet a whole new group of friends at the end of the night. We like we're gonna go to 5015 in Houston. So we go to 5015 and I see the same crazy nigga that I I think we had an episode about. He was from New Orleans and uh, he tried to hit me or threatened to hit me. Oh, shit. My cousin. Yeah. So we saw this man at the event and I'm like, Lord Jesus, man, crazy. So this man sees me and he was like, I am me stalking me. So out loud, I'm walking past this man. I'm like, oh, Lord, here's that crazy nigga. Tell me why this black guy stopped me. He was like, I bet he's dark skinned. I was like, sir. And then he was like, man, you man, you don't have I could protect you. So literally this dude was talking to me the whole night while the crazy nigga was staring <laughs> at me the whole night. But I felt protected boring holes into your your soul lord jesus but that was about it well i'm i'm glad that you remained unscathed and that he didn't try it and that he just stared from across the room so Mm -hmm. man man um woman we like to feel protected so you know that was you know i give old boy his cool points for like for making sure I was good, even though he was trying to holler, but I still felt protected around All right. him. Right. You know what? That's very true. You know, even though he was trying to, you know, make a play on you, I will say that I feel like with women, that is very important to us. We want to feel, you know, even if we got it all, we want to feel like, yeah, somebody's got us. Somebody this got nigga, our back. The crazy thing is this nigga wasn't even scared to get shot because niggas out here, they like punks. They be shooting these days. This mm-hmm. nigga was just like... I was like, okay, he must be crazier than shit because New Orleans people, you know. (laughs) The gun violence has definitely been up in New York City, but in Texas, that's a common thing. We got guns. So, yeah. All right, let's get into it then. Y'all know how we do it weekly. We do our top 10. So, we are either pouring up to, you know, whatever we're toasting and it's noteworthy for the week. And then the things that we are, you know, blessing our hearts to. What we got up, Tasha? So number one, I'm going to bless my heart to this story that broke out this week. Um, This married guy got caught cheating and his wife posted a screen grab of all these different women that he was cheating with and having raw sex with. It was like over 30 different women. What the fuck? Yes, yes. It was the craziest shit because my thing is, sis... I couldn't do it. I couldn't be posting, you know, if I found out that my husband was cheating on me with 30 different women, raw dog, and he was spending money on these different women too. That's crazy. I couldn't even post that. I would just have to get a silent divorce, get tested because this man is like, literally don't give a fuck about her at all. And that's quite embarrassing. And that nigga don't give a fuck about himself. So let me ask you this. He over here spending money on 30 different women. Is he like wealthy? 
He, well, he, he got money. He got a lot of followers. I, I found his Instagram page, but you know, I don't want to yeah. put him all the way on blast. No, but man- put that nigga on blast. We need to put oh, a warning sign on this nigga. He wasn't I'm even t- cute. He wasn't even cute at all. I was like, Lord, just these different women, women out here. I think they knew he was married too, because I think on his Instagram page, he had his mm. wife up there. So these girls didn't give a fuck. Bless mm. it, Lord. Bless that whole entire funky ass situation mm. it's nasty lord it's nasty all right number two number two <laughs> i'm going to drink and pour it up to these young ladies they're harvard students and they're the first black girls to win a harvard international debate and they're undefeated so i just want to shout out to them these girls are from uh atlanta i want to say it was like a program that they went through and they're from atlanta from what i read so yeah so dope so shout out to them all right so number three so i'm pouring up to this and you know i have a love hate relationship with this person but i know a lot of people love him and you know what i'm toasting to him because like what i'm hearing and kanye west he is actually set to drop a surprise album donda but you know i see he featured akari richardson in a commercial you guys know she caught a lot of flack because you know she smoked marijuana and got disqualified from the olympics this year but you know shit she's still winning you know she getting beats commercials kanye got her in his music music video so i think she still got endorsement deals with nike so sis is good but uh i don't know people that are hardcore kanye fans it looks like people want to hear this i saw something on social media i want to say last week and it was like with justin laboy like they were all like spotted like walking out with him kanye west during the nba finals and so justin you know that influencer like he tweeted oh you know his album is gonna be dope justin Uh, Kevin Durant was dancing around to it all this that and the third so um, yeah I mean we can't deny that you know it's a Gemini of course so you know that's talent right there as crazy as I think he is like I think that Trump Donald Trump is crazy you know he is very talented and you can't deny that you know yeah and I think his listening party is today actually in Atlanta yeah, I saw one of my homeboys from college. He was there. So it looked like it's an eventful, you know, night. Yeah, he was selling tickets to us. So uh, it's probably going to be dope. You know, I'm sure he won't disappoint in that aspect. So shout out to Kanye. Alrighty. So number four. So I want to pour it up to LeBron James. He just became the first, um, I think, black sports billionaire. So wow. I just love some LeBron. And then Le- LeBron is just amazing. You know, they got the black family, black love. Love, you know of his family and cute too and a little girl she cute beautiful. the whole family beautiful you know back in the day i didn't really like lebron you know i'm gonna be real i didn't like him on the basketball tip you know i felt like he was kind of lame with what he did to miami or whatever but i forgave him over these years and i just you know i gotta support a black man doing a thing and then on top of that you know lebron is also like producer like he has like a couple recently he had space jam and i mm-hmm. he been a lot of flat for that but this is a children's movie okay these grown-ass adults been hating on him hating on space jam let the children be happy and watch it okay so shout out to lebron shout out to lebron and keep doing what you're doing king so number five i'm just gonna take a moment and i'm just gonna you know pour up and just you know toast and you know just pour out a little bit for our homies this week in uh just entertainment it was a little bit heavy and that's just because 
we did lose Biz Marquis. You know, you say he's just a friend. Rest so, in peace. Yeah, so rest in peace to him because he was young. I think he was like 57. So that's crazy. And then another sad bit, you know, reality TV news. And just real life news, Keisha Cole's mom passed, Frankie. Right. Frankie. And we know her from, you know, Keisha Cole's reality TV show. And we just know that, you know, her and her daughter, they, you know, they had a lot of struggles over the years. You know, and, and we know that even up until recently, she was probably battling with drug addiction. But it's so disheartening to know that she passed away on her birthday. She was still relatively young. So, you know, just prayers to Keisha Cole and her whole family because, you know, that's just, that's just a heavy thing to deal with, you know, even though they had their issues. So, pouring up and toasting to them. Alrighty, so number six. So, I have never really watched uh, Real Housewives of New York because I always felt like it was boring. I, I feel like it's the most boring franchise. I up. used to like them when Bethany Frankel was well, on I didn't there. like her ass either. But um, I'm going to bless my heart to this franchise. So they got two, they try to do like integrated, I guess. And they got mm-hmm. like two black women on the show. And they don't really, I, they don't really mesh well with the white woman on the show. I felt like it, the white woman seemed uncomfortable with these two black strong ladies. And then, like, I don't like one of the black girls on the show. I forgot her Rashawn name. Rashawn or, uh, or the, like, the thin, tall, yeah, like, attorney. No, I like the attorney. I felt like they was so trying you to fuck out of her. So but you don't like one, Rashawn, the one yeah. that came in there like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, I don't really like her because she was up there uh, apologizing to this lady like she was a nanny, you know, to the colonizer lady on the show. Like no, she was a nanny. And she was saying what? some ignorant stuff on the show. So I don't really like her. But I like the attorney. The attorney, they was trying to discredit the attorney um, because they didn't really like her on the show because she mm-hmm. kept talking about like racism and stuff like that. And people were annoyed. I think just white people were uncomfortable because that's how they are when we talk about race. But I didn't feel like these two meshed well with these white woman like Garcelle in Hollywood like she meshes I feel like she fits in pretty well with that cast well you know what this is what I'm gonna say to this because it's funny because I actually just tuned into them last night I think a, a, a new episode played and so I saw Brashawn and I saw the other lady I, I can't remember what her name is but the attorney what I was gonna say is you know what it is this is the problem with these franchises sometimes this is just like Dallas how they make it all white and then you know sometimes they'll integrate and they'll put you know different people in there but New York has been white for so long they let it be that core group and so when they put these ladies in you know it it takes some time to warm up to to one another sometimes I mean Mm. this is literally the first season that we're seeing them in and so you have to remember these other women they've been in seasons together forever and then you bring these people in so yeah they walking on eggshells they trying to navigate and figure their way out it's the first season but I will say that I feel like I did watch an episode with Brashawn and that's the one that you're talking about that you don't like I feel like the episode that I watched she was apologizing to Sonia that's why I said why she apologized about her but she was like a nanny no she was apologizing to her because she had literally just met her and Sonia had let her hair down for the night Sonia does get crazy all the time when Sonia was sober she explained it perfectly she was like listen I 
I told them, she was like, these are my girls. She was like, you know, I wanted to turn up. She was like, so I did. And so what the problem was, Brashawn was kind of coming at her like she had known her for a long time, was like, oh, you're drunk, da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, old girl was like, I'm hanging out with my girls. I'm getting loose tonight. Girl, you up there taking that colonizer side when she was all in her face like she was about to hit her? Girl, we were both in each other's faces, No, girl. I saw I saw the clip. They was, right, they was both in each other's faces. They no. was both doing a lot. But you from it was Dallas, both. so you know, you're different. <laughs> Y'all, y'all different. How am I different? Y'all different. Y'all different in Dallas. No, we're not different. And anybody getting out of line will get checked. Period. All right. So uh, we're going to move right on along to Deion oh, Sanders. Deion Sanders. Yes. So Deion Sanders, I don't know if you saw the recent interview that he had and he walked off. So I'm going to bless my heart to the reporter that tried Deion. So Deion asked the reporter to call him by his coach name. The reporter kept calling him Deion. And Dion said, well, you wouldn't disrespect one of these white coaches mm. uh, and call them by their first name. You would call them coach, yada, 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 yada. Right. So the reporter proceeds to still call him Dion, and Dion Sanders walked off. Like, how disrespectful was that fucking reporter? Like, he should even be a fucking reporter. And that's how you it's, you see that people do not respect black people, even black men, when they have reached certain accomplishments in their life. Like, you would respect a doctor if, mm. the, if it was, you would call him Dr. So-and-so. Like, I, that shit just pissed me off that you, you can clearly see how hard it is for Black people in America. It doesn't matter what status you are in, you are still seen as beneath people to some group of people in the world. Right, and that's why he walked out just like he did to let them know that, hey, it's not going to be tolerated. Right. All right. So number eight, I'm I'm toasting to this, and this is just because I get a kick out of it, and this is just a little television gem. I know Tasha, you talked to me before. I know it's a different network. Where is Ninety Day Fiance at? TLC. Okay. TLC Network. Okay. So you like Ninety Day Fiance? Well, number eight is dedicated to Love After Lockup, and I know I've talked about this before, but I just feel like this is such TV like gold. You know, it comes out with a new episode every Friday. I like it because unlike 90 Day Fiance, the couples get switched out like every season or like we see a new couple, like we just see an integration of something new. But it's just literally gold. And I cannot believe that every season there are people that are dating inmates. And I know that this people real life thing that are in long relationships with people that are doing big, but just the stuff that you see. Like, and the amount of money that people spend on people that are locked up, you know, for love, in the name of love. Mm -hmm. But like I said, if you watch 90 Day Fiance or anything like that, I, I would recommend that you try Love After Lock. I saw like one episode or two. My mama watched that shit. Girl, yeah, that shit I, is crazy. These, I need to meet one of these men in real life that be giving these, uh, they be giving these white women like thousands of dollars. No, girl. I seen one season where it was like a black woman and she was pimping this white dude out oh. he literally gave her like over 100k like he basically went bankrupt like he bought her a ring and everything he bought her a car all this that and the third she pretty much left his ass and I then added my life Lord. girl and then it's like literally one right now where this white girl is playing the hell out of this dude and he just such a simp but it's just like you know what it's literally people out here like this but it's just it's so many different instances that you see on here is which 
is what is crazy. So mm. that's the comical part about it. But anyway, yeah, check it out. All right. So number nine, this is, I guess maybe this is actually a bless your heart because I just want to just kind of get people's opinions. So, you know, Michael Blackson, comedian, actor, he he engaged to his girlfriend. Uh, her name is Miss Rada on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and Envy and Angela cheering him on or whatever. And uh, in the clip, he was just like, no more side chick or whatever. But it was just like in this post that he made, he was just like, men, we're just looking for, you know, the loyal ones. You know, they may have to put up with all our, you know, BS, but just looking for them, you know, the woman that's going to ride for us pretty much regardless. You know, they may have to deal with a side chick or two. But it's just like, literally, like, this is what you get on your proposal. But it's just the, you know, that kind of goes a little bit into our topic tonight, talking about toxic masculinity and yeah just that whole like notion that you gotta you know ride it out for somebody or you know being with somebody like you gotta endure them cheating and doing all this shit if they're an entertainer or somebody with a little bit of money you gotta do this too so that's her dumb ass I mean he knew who to be with my thing is a lot of these men like himself he probably saw this girl and he knew that she was weak minded and knew that she probably just she would never leave and it is what it is. Cause some women out there like that, right? Because he was with a beautiful black woman before his his now fiance. She's Asian. I don't you know know which country, so I'm sorry if I sound ignorant, people. But uh, he was with a beautiful. Her her name was like Georgia Rain. She was so gorgeous. Her body. Let me Google was this girl. Michael. Cute, beautiful. They didn't work out, and like I saw her in an Instagram post, like you know stop tagging me i've moved on with my life he's moved on with his life i wish him well but yeah they didn't work Man, out she was gorgeous she was an afro queen like mm-hmm. damn see yeah. she ain't about that life she was about to have him have all these side chicks on her ass. exactly so and that's why they broke up because he's at his cheating so yeah he's still gonna cheat when he married this girl so it is what it is but right. she a bitch dumb as hell right well hey uh you know blessing our heart to them you know hopefully they make it work or do what they do all right so number 10 <laughs> i don't know you tell me tasha what you think so this is a bit of news so dr dre he's actually it's it's been reported that he's gonna have to shell out at least 300k a month in spousal good. support good. which is about 3.5 million dollars a year good so this is a, a toast a pour up to his wife who you know wins big and you know good for her so you know i know that's probably gonna you know hit him in the wallet but hey it is what it is shit that man been hitting woman since the beginning of time i wouldn't be surprised if he beat her ass so uh she gets everything that she deserves i wish miss chalet uh should have got some money too from Mm. his ass and the other girl that he beat up too I don't fuck with that man. And that man is dumb. Like, you that dumb to not sign a prenup and all that stuff beforehand. And you live in California? That's the thing. In California, them alimony and them prenup laws, they don't play. Yeah, she deserves whatever she got from his ass. Fuck him. Okay. All right. So, this is going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off portion. And y'all know how we do it, where we give our opinion on our topic of the week. This week, what's going on? Um, We're going to talk about toxic masculinity. 
it's just like was a topic that was brought up to me this week. I was talking to one of my guy friends in New York and we we're talking about Umar. And you know how like Dr. Umar, he posts up a lot of stuff like going in on interracial marriages and stuff like that. Mm. But yet this man is always <laughs> blaming the white men for this. But he got like all these different baby mamas. And how can you really be a quality black man with all these damn different baby mamas and baby mama drama so it was just like my homeboy was like man he's toxic as fuck and I'm like man this will be a good topic for us to talk about from all walks of life from family members having toxic masculinity to dating through on a job so Andrea have you ever um, well you probably have <laughs> what are some experiences when it came to dating that you have experienced toxic as fuck man well here I feel a lot of toxic traits or like things that I've noticed here. I feel like men think that women are like disposable. I do. And I say that because what I run into like a lot of whether it's like infidelity whether these dudes are they got a girlfriend or whether they got a wife I feel like that is a big thing here and I feel like dudes they get off on lying. I feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's a, a toxic trait and I feel like they get off on living like double lives. I've encountered this numerous times here, whether it's like before I even get involved with somebody, whether it's somebody hitting my phone to be like, well, he got a girlfriend or like, I don't know, just men just thinking that they should have their cake and eat it too. Just not some of them not being upfront and honest about certain situations or yeah, just literally just thinking that it's cool to live like a double life. Like, you know, that's crazy because I have a, a homeboy. I ain't gonna put his ass on, but I ass and, and none of that shit. But but I asked him because he's a cheater. So I said, your girlfriend is probably going to cheat on your ass. And he was like, you know what? If she cheats, make sure the nigga got money. Whatever nigga she cheat with, she can't be fucking for free. And if she does cheat, I ain't going to be with her. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you've been cheating on her the whole relationship, but you ain't going to be with this, this. And he was like, yeah, it's a double standard. It is what it is. I was what like, if, you know what? if she cheating for love and she wait to tell you until she's ready to move on and be like, I'm moving out. It's over. I found a new person. You know, that's how she need to do it. Shit. Yeah. Surprise his motherfucking right. ass. But yeah, what some toxic masculinity like whatever you dealt with yeah um well you know what I actually had I have had a lot of men maybe because you know I'm curvy I'm a curvy female talk about what I'm wearing Mm. like after they got my ass or whatever or after they've been like dating me for a while or whatever and then I had this one dude tell me oh does your dad approve of what you're wearing because you know my daughter I gotta teach her this and teach her that and the whole time this nigga was like a whole hoe I'm like what you teaching your son sir like you so concerned about what your daughter is dressing and wearing you know she's a child at this time but I'm just saying he felt like it was the making the the girl it was more important to have the girl or his little girl be like okay this is how you should act this is how you should be instead of his little boy ain't that crazy Mm, yeah it is and it's a it's a common reality so that's something that you deal with so you feel like dudes like will over sexualize you and try to like that's one Mm. way that they try to control you with like you shouldn't be wearing this or like you should and it's yeah I felt like it was just like kind of like Derek Jackson ass so you know you Mm. see the type of woman that he was cheating on his wife with right and you see how his wife was dressing so I I can guarantee you when he met that girl she was not dressing like that when he first met her ass because it 
if you see the woman that he's attracted to, he probably was just like, hey, you know, I think you should wear this. I think you, or she felt like if she covered up or she dressed a certain way, that's how a wife should be. And that's how she'll keep her husband. But the whole time, this nigga up there cheating with girls that don't dress nothing see, like that. And that's the issue. And you that's an- up there sexualizing women so much. And that's and- another point that you make. They be contradictory as hell. Like you just said, they could have a way that they view or idealize what their wife should be like. And then you may not fit that mold, but it's just like, well, you attracted to me. But, you know, I know men will have different arguments about that because they're going to be like, well, shit, I could be attracted to anybody. But, you know, being my wife is something different. But it's interesting because it's just like you see men get in these relationships sometimes and they get with these people that they idealize and then they be fucking bored and they still doing the same shit that they was doing before. They always, girl, I'm telling you, like I was talking to one of my guy friends and I was like, I attract married niggas and and they wives be like, you know, like plain covered up nuns and shit like that. And I'm like, this don't, they just big fucking contradictories. Like get with a woman. If, if you're so unsatisfied with how, you know, your wife looks, get with a woman that fits all those, you know, characteristics of the woman that you really want to be with and it goes back to that it's some toxic it's not even just in a looks it's not it could be in how they make the the other person makes them feel and it could be how that their wife and their relationship and their dynamics make them feel you know toxic masculinity it's about like masculine fragility too because that's what it is because that's kind of what it what it stems from you know what i dealt with I be having a lot of uh, drama, girl. I'm a Lord Jesus listeners out there don't judge my life. I had another situation, you know, because you just said that it's not just about, you know, how the woman looks and stuff like that. I had a situation where a man, he kind of went off on me and he was hating on me because, you know, I come from a two-parent household and my my father has helped me out before with college and helped me, you know, like pay some of my tuition back in the day or whatever. And this man was hating on me because I don't have debt and that he has debt. And I felt like it was because he felt like I was like showboating or it was, I feel like it hurt his ego. The fact that I was able to be able to provide my own self, whatever. And I had more money than him. Mm. I feel like that nigga was toxic as fuck. Okay. Right. Right. I've had situations too, where like here in New York city specifically, I had a situation where, I mean, this dude ended up being crazy and married and all sorts of shit, but he was controlling before I even found that shit out. But, you know, it was like, oh, you shouldn't be hanging around this person. But, you know, when people start doing that type of shit, a lot of times they doing dirt. Like once they get like controlling and they start trying to restrict you. So that's one thing that I ran into here. And then... I run into another thing here where they were kind of snobby here. It was like, yeah, like this person came from a two parent household. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you trying to talk about us? I'm not. No, but he was almost like, you know, he was like selling me on himself. Like I come from a good family, da 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 da. Like it was like I don't I don't want to be like I feel like he was throwing it in my face, but he was just like you know some people would say like that, he was a prize. Yes, pretty much. You know he went to school. You know he had a good job. You know, that's the way in which he presented it. I mean it's that's that's crazy because he didn't really need to sell himself. He could 
just you could have just saw that shit exactly got money Ooh, you know these were these were things i already peeped about him and that i was like i like like i like that no vagina growing up that's probably what it was i don't know but this was a dude that you know wanted to play women and and i saw it like i wasn't the first woman that he dealt with like he had other situations but i just i just feel like this person maybe had a pattern like he just was just not satisfied yeah he just he just literally couldn't be satisfied those are some of the the ones that i dealt with what about like on a job in the workplace Girl, yes. I had a boss, um, an old boss who, it was part of privilege too, his white privilege, who, because I wanted to be off his team because he wasn't giving me a promotion. So it kind of hurt his ego that I went to like HR, talked to HR. So this man literally went to HR after me and blocked me from going on another team. So we're in a meeting with HR and this man has been like trash, terrible, right? So this man proceeds to yell at me and scream at me and he and HR didn't do shit. And I felt like it's because, you know, I'm a black woman and you know how they always, especially I'm a dark skinned black woman. So they always think that black women are like, you know, these, these type of uh, aggressive, right. They're going to get loud. They're going to, you know, so he recognized that he had male privilege to do all those things and he wasn't going to get fired and he was not going to get in trouble and he didn't get fired. So like, that was just my situation. What about you? Well, I hadn't dealt with it like that, but you know what? I have definitely dealt with, I guess, toxic masculinity in certain workplaces. Like I had one particular boss. I had this sales job in the city. This is when I was an account manager and you know, we didn't see eye to eye all the time. And he, he was a nervous type of guy. This guy got on my damn nerves. But anyway, I think uh, the thing was I used to always be late. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, Lord Jesus, Andrea, Lord. But guess what? I always used to sell, too. I was getting out there, and I was, like, one of the few people on my team that pretty was- Pretty privilege. No, it wasn't even a pretty privilege. <laughs> it was, bitch, I was getting out there, getting to this money and selling. Like, <laughs> no. Like, it was, like, no to the grindstone. Like, literally, like, my territory was, like, New York City, Manhattan. Upper East Side, like Lower East Side, like all that type of stuff. Long Island City. So no. Um, but anyway, me and this guy, we we started not seeing eye to eye, but this guy, he was like on me. I remember to the point to <laughs> I don't know if this is more incriminating for me, but anyway, I called out sick once and I ended up going with my girl Shan. Shout out to Shan. They're gonna put the girl on blast like that. I Shan was moving away. She was leaving New York and she, she was going to the Wendy Williams show and I wanted to go too. So I called in sick and I came back in the next day. Like he was like, oh, you like you feeling better? You doing good? Why you have screenshots of me at the Wendy Williams show? You was wrong, girl. You was like Cole. You know how Martin, when Cole did that bullshit? <laughs> and his boss called Martin, was like, I, this is your boss. I was, I was wrong, but uh, I mean, my nigga, pull your skirt down. Why are you watching Wendy Williams? How did you know I was on there? How did you know that the guest was Brandy that day? Like, come on. Like, he was on me. You know, he was on my body, but it's okay. I dealt with that situation. <laughs> how was he toxic? 
He he was just calling out a late employee. I'm just saying, you late all the time, girl. You should have got fired from that damn job. First of all, uh, don't act like you're miss uh prompt and on time because we see in your stories all the time when you used to travel to the city, your ass would never be on time. And it took me three trains to get to work. So yeah, mm. I would be about. 20 minutes late not an hour late but like you know 15 minutes late but still but like i said i brought sales in i literally bought sales in you know what i feel like after i left he ended up having like an all guy team too and i don't think he had any women so i just feel like he was the type of dude that probably was like nervous around women and didn't do well with managing women and some people are like that you know some people mm-hmm. want a, a all boys show because we were doing like b2b sales at that time and that brings me to it like a different type of setup like when i was writing for like i'm not gonna say it was a like a toxic like masculinity type situation I feel like it was one of those things where, you know, I probably needed to to be there longer. You know, sometimes you got to like show proof. You know, sometimes people need years and years to see your loyalty. But I will say like when I was there, like and I was writing, they would all be inside the booth or inside the studio and typically like at night it wasn't a lot of girls like I was pretty much the only girl because I was writing like the articles and stuff that we were posting like on Hot's website and on um Inflex We Trust but like in the studio like I wasn't allowed ever to be in the studio and mm-hmm. I used to always be like Tad is gonna kill me but I used to always talk shit to him and be like oh like why I can't be in there da 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 like oh it's all boys so I used to always so was it boys that you work with allowed in there yeah but I mean uh, to be fair it was probably like about six of them in a group I mean six of them in a, in a room so and that included Flex and then you had Tad who is Flex's producer so he has to be in there to run the boards and stuff like that but then you had like other people that aren't his writing team and that are just a part of, like his team that were in there. Like, you know, four other people. But like you have people that two of them are DJs, like they're actually DJs and, and you know, up under him. So it's it's different. But you did have some other people in the room that were like, you know, just a part of his team. And I used to be out like in the like the main area. So like the main area is like in between both the studios because it's right by WBLS too. Uh, so I would be right by both of those studios. It was cool because you see everything that's like coming and going inside of the studio. I mean, mm. you know, inside of the office. So that wasn't bad. But I used to always, you know, I used to always had a curiosity and always want to be inside of there because I couldn't be inside of there and be like, why? Like, it's, it's all. Because you're not Spanish, girl. If you were Spanish, they would let your ass in there. <laughs> you know how they do. Girl. I no. see it all the time. You know, it's what it is. Nah, I think it was, I don't know if it was more of a, like I said, some people, like, you know, they come from that old school era. It's like, they want you to really, like, pay your dues and blood like you know sometimes people need that but i used to always feel like is this an all boys club type situation it is that's how the music industry been it's been toxic as fuck for years yeah but still toxic the girls want to play too shit you know we we want to get down we want to hear what's going on and we want to be able to make power plays as well but you got to just really bring something different to the table and really force your way in and that's All I can say on that. All right.
Have you dealt with any like uh, family where you've dealt with, you know, toxic masculinity? I'm, girl, I'm surprised you haven't dealt with it. You from Dallas, girl. They mad conservative out there. Like, um, like they mad like traditional black families, black men. Like, you know, I hear like grew, growing up, I would hate the fact that like my uncles or my dad would be like, oh, if a if a man or if my brother, my brother was an artist growing up. He was an artsy. He mm-hmm. was not someone that was into sport. And they felt like, oh, if you didn't play sports, you were soft. And I hated that shit like growing up. And then also like I hated the fact that my grandma used to always say like, oh, you got to do all this stuff to get a man. If you don't cook, if you don't clean. And, and my grandpa was like, yeah, if you don't cook, you're definitely not going to get a man. But the whole time, my my grandmother and my grandfather, they were like big on the whole traditional how the woman needs to be. I'm like, so you teaching me how to make bed, but you ain't teaching my brother how to fucking make a bed. Like, you know what I mean? So that's just been some of my experiences right. over time. Well, you know what? That's crazy. And, you know, you would think, you know, I guess maybe because I'm from Dallas or, you know, my, my parents. But you know what? My parents are not even from Dallas. My mom is from Fort Worth and my dad is from Austin. That's Dallas, girl. Fort Worth, that's not Dallas. My mom is from Fort Worth. My father is from Austin. Okay. So what I'm telling you is that's not, that hasn't been my experience whatsoever. I was predominantly raised by my dad. My parents separated Really, I grew up, I lived with my dad, you know, through elementary, you know, primary school until I went to college. That that hasn't been my experience. I really don't have a, like, you know, my primary male figure has been very progressive. My dad, he raised me and my sisters and my sister to be like, he didn't want us to be like, you know, in some man's shadows. He raised us like he was like, I'll let y'all talk. And, and ramble and you know and t- probably talk too much but I want y'all to have that freedom and be able to speak your mind so I was raised with a very progressive man and you know he already had that that vision or a mindset of like what he wanted you know for his his daughters as we grew and grew into our womanhood and we find spouses and we'd be out in the world so you know as far as like growing up even growing up my dad he would let me express myself I mean I never did too too much but I I did a little bit but like you know, what do you mean, like how you was dressing yeah but you know even with dating like you know he let me date I remember like going to like my seventh and eighth grade prom and him driving me on my date there and stuff like that and just being a part of that you know what I'm saying and but he was never I'm just saying that he was never not like I I I don't think I dressed crazy but I was into fashion I like to be cute I like you know I was into how I look and I mean he would just say something about me just in general just be like oh get out the mirror or like you know start primping in the mirror that would be his overall thing but it would not be no like oh don't wear that da 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 and I was raised by my dad, you know, like I said, and and especially like through the period, like all my siblings, by the time I got to high school, all my siblings had moved out. So it was really just me and my, my pop. So it wasn't like he was like, oh, don't wear that, you know. I didn't, that's not how he was. So let's move on to toxic masculinity 
NYC versus the South. So I see a lot of differences, but I guess I don't know about you, Andrea. I'm, I don't so know. Tell Maybe me, you see what the kind same of differences thing. do you see? I feel like I feel like Southerners. Well, Southerners can be very homophobic. Mm. I feel like like black men in the South, they can be very much, oh, if you dress like that, then you're this, you know, you're girly or you're this. And I feel like living in New York, it's a little bit more black men give a little bit more respect towards our LGBT community, like in New York, from what I witness, It's like they mind their business. Like, oh, okay, that's his life. That's what he's doing. That's, you know, that's none of my business. But in the South, I feel like they do a little bit too much. So I don't know how you feel about that. I do. I feel like maybe they are, but yeah, I guess just because uh, on the East Coast, they're supposedly a little bit more progressive. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's in both places. I feel like North as well as the South. I don't know if I feel like in the South, it's a little bit more subtle. What's uh, subtle? In the ways that I guess their toxic masculinity is displayed. Girl, I know I, they, you know, they is very vulgar. Are they Okay. In the South to me, they okay, are they very like, oh, I'm manly. I'm this and I'm that. You know, a woman should do this and man should be like this. I feel like they're very. Okay. They're very. Ve- okay. South. You know what? You know what? I will say they are probably more role centric, but you know what? I don't even know if that's a bad thing, though. I feel like maybe because in the East Coast, I feel like they too damn lax. Um, I feel like, you know, the women, everybody want equal parts or the men are okay with the woman having equal parts. I don't like that shit. And that's one thing I don't like about. So you like some toxic masculinity? (laughs) (laughs) I like, I I do. I think I like some, I don't know. I like just enough. I like a healthy balance. Like I want you to take lead and take control, but I want to be able to, to lead and control too. Like you drive, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Samuel's going to cut your ass out. (laughs) That's one thing he don't believe in a woman leading. You know what? No, 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 no. I don't want to lead. So I, I want to help you navigate. I don't want to lead. I want you to lead. And so that's what I'm I'm learning right now. You know, I'm I'm learning it. I'm not perfect. I'm I'm in my phase right now. But uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to lead. I just want to help you navigate. You 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 drive this thing. But shit, if you be like, look at the map. Which way are we going? North south. Da 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 da. I got you. I guess that's going to take us to our Grits Pick of the Week. Okay, so Grits Pick of the Week. This is going to go out to Charlemagne the God. And uh, it's simply going to go out to him because Charlemagne, he's literally, he's been doing his thing. He's, he's I mean, he's been working his way up in media, in this, in this industry, in the entertainment business for the last, what, 20 plus years. But he just recently landed a show on Comedy Central late night show so i'm interested to see what he does with it you know uh he reps for south carolina hard you know he's our our fellow grits guy raised in the south and he's been doing his thing and 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 staking his foothold in new york city for a long time breakfast club has been very successful i mean he's been able to branch out and do so many other things despite 
you know, some good things from his past. So shout out to him. Um, yeah, he always been hustling. That man, he used to be on like the MTV. I used to watch him on like they used to have like these little game shows and these little like funny shows and he used to be on mtv joking around and clowning and i i like Charlemagne. i feel like he the most entertaining on the breakfast club i feel like without like they don't really need dj envy like he don't even need to be there because he's mad (laughs) boring like they can replace him with any other dj um and low-key, I feel like they could replace Angela Yee, too, with any other uh, quality uh, reporter. I love Angela Yee, you know, never that. I do love her, but I feel like she's replaceable, too. I just feel like he just has that special talent. It's just, like, the funny charm, the humor. I feel like he's a good journalist, and I feel like it's just special. So, shout-out to him. Shout-out to him. All right, so... G code gem of the week. So I got this. This is a quote from uh, Alice Walker says the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. So it's just a a quote to remember your own personal power. Like don't let nobody ever let you forget. Don't let no job ever let you forget. Don't let nothing in this life ever let you forget your own personal power and your self-worth. And the words applies. That little pussy got some power. <laughs> you know, the words applies. Okay. And the words applies. Aight. So on that note, we out, y'all. Peace. Right. You can uh, stream us on uh, all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. Make sure you go check us out. Uh, grits in the city podcast.com you can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there all right y'all stay tuned for the next episode